0: Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path. I'm your host, Victor Pirantoni, and on this episode, we have a very special guest joining us. We have Scott Jackson. Scott is a dear friend, mentor, confidant, and brother of mine, somebody who has truly impacted my life in a very profound way. If you've heard me talk about the idea of doing a lifetime of therapy in a day through the liberation session, the liberation session is based on neurolinguistic programming and timeline therapy. And Scott is a master trainer of neuro-linguistic programming and timeline therapy. He is the one who trained me to become a trainer of this beautiful, beautiful craft that has changed so many lives. And I'm so, so excited to have him here and to share his knowledge and wisdom with you. On this episode, we go through some really interesting topics From the ways that we use language to affect our reality, to the ways in which that we are able to transform our lives simply from a place of intentionality and how to actually get to a place of intentionality. So without further ado, I'm excited to introduce you to Scott Jackson. Enjoy the episode. Oh man, this has been a long time coming. I've been wanting to do this podcast with you for like seven months (laughs) since the uh, NLP trainers training. So... I'm excited and very grateful that you're here finally, man. This is amazing. Thank you. I'm excited and grateful to be here. (laughs) Yes. So I've talked about NLP at length on this podcast, Mm -hmm. and I'd love to hear it from you, especially for people who are unfamiliar with what it is, because Mm -hmm. that's how our journey started. And then I would love to get into some of the stuff that you are exploring these days. So how would you define NLP for somebody who's not
1: heard of it before? Hmm. It's always funny, right? Our, our, we ask people on the first day of our trainings, you know, what is NLP? And most no one knows what the hell to say, right? <laughs> it's like, a, it's uh, it's funny when people try to explain when they're entering into the world of, of neuro-linguistic programming, what it actually is. Um, I think, you know, one of my mentors, um, she gave a good metaphor and a good friend of mine that NLP is like... A user manual for your mind Mm -hmm. Um, the you know in traditional education uh, in in our traditional educational system we're not really taught how to think we're taught what to think and Mm -hmm. we're we're taught that you know English and language is this and that history is this and it went this way and mathematics is this and, and everything's already systematized and kind of built into a a traditional format Mm -hmm. Um, so we as as young people just you know kind of accept what we're taught right Mm -hmm. generally speaking i'm speaking generally and um and aren't really taught how to think or how to critically think or Mm -hmm. how to create flexibility within our thinking you know choice within our thinking so NLP um, gives us many, many tools for uh, modifying, for identifying ways of thinking, seeing, feeling, and importantly, behaving, Mm -hmm. right, such that we can consciously identify what are our ways of thinking that don't produce results that we want, Mm -hmm um what are ways of thinking and behaving that produce um outputs we don't desire Mm -hmm. right and and so and then when we can consciously observe those we can then use different techniques in NLP whether it be through through changing the pictures in our mind through changing the way we speak to ourselves and to others through altering our in literally it's through We can alter our internal neurological maps Mm. such that we produce new feelings, new internal relationships to people, situations, to our life and to the results we want to create. And we can then, which is what's most, and NLP is really focused on behavioral change, right? Mm -hmm. How we can change behaviors because it's. In in all the work I've done over the years, which is a lot in 20 years, and I've studied a lot, I've trained a lot, I've been certified in a lot of different modalities, but when, and I haven't mentioned this word yet, but but it's focus, right? Mm -hmm. When we um, can understand what it really means to focus, because focus is comprised of what we would say in in NLP is six different things, which is our, what we see. Mm -hmm. what we hear what we feel sometimes what we smell and what we taste and also our Mm self-talk and all of those things combined produce the way they create they produce the way we create our individual realities Mm -hmm. and so when we can can learn to you know something we say all the time in nlp is uh, focus on what you want Mm -hmm. right i mean i've i've asked i mean in all the years i don't know how many people thousands i've asked well what specifically do you want and you know 70 to 75 percent of the time when someone says what they want they actually say what they don't want yeah you know (laughs) say exactly what they don't want yeah they do and because Mm -hmm. that's what their focus is they're focused Mm -hmm. on well i I don't i mean i had a client one time right and and i said well what specifically do you want she goes i don't want to date jerks anymore and i said oh you date a lot of jerks do you and she said well How'd you know Well, you just told me? It's in your language, right? Like you're focused on dating jerks. So when you go out in the field looking for a new partner, Mm -hmm. you actually are focused on a jerk, even though you don't want it, that's Mm -hmm. what your focus is, right? Like don't think of a blue tree. Mm right and when and if we say that then of course we think of it we can't think of something we can't negate something without thinking of it first right mm-hmm. so when, when we can learn how to alter our focus to see what we want to feel this is really important right mm-hmm. to feel what it feels like to have what we want even though it's not in our manifest reality yet but to see and feel and hear what we want as a manifest reality as if it's now as if it's already so and we can feel that in every cell of our body and we can trust it Mm -hmm. trust it right not have be without doubt without uncertainty but trust that it is so Mm -hmm. then we will create it Mm -hmm. it may not come exactly the way we we want it and that's fine right Mm -hmm. but it comes it always comes Yes. I mean, story and story over again in my life and Joni's life as we and yours, you know, mm-hmm. as, as we focus on what we want and then we chop the wood and carry the water, right? Mm-hmm. Take the action on a day by day basis uh, towards what we want. Then we attract it and we mm-hmm. create it. But the it's the, for me, it's the belief mm-hmm. and the knowing. And like for me, there's a NLP is really focused on the mind, mm-hmm. right? Generally speaking but there's more to us than the mind Mm -hmm. I mean I I think we're spiritual mental emotional physical beings Mm -hmm. right so when we get into the emotional body when we when we focus on so say I want to like we wanted to manifest our ranch right Mm -hmm. we want to manifest our healing our retreat center in Montana and 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 at first when we were focused on it what we were we had a sense of lack mm-hmm. in the beginning when we started our journey towards it, right? And it was in the middle of COVID and real estate was crazy and everybody was running for the hills and
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and we were frantically trying to close on a place. And like we had six deals fall through. And 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 then Joni and I backed up and paused and we were like, what's going on here? What are we actually focused on? Mm-hmm. And what we were focused on is not having what we wanted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we were focused on how hard it was to get what we wanted. And we're we're both trainers of this. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. a master trainer. She's a trainer on her way to being a master trainer. And and but still, sometimes we it's out of conscious awareness, right? Mm-hmm. We, it, there was a sense of urgency uh, with what was going on in the world at the time. And but we just finally stopped and paused, and we said, "Okay, enough's enough. What what are we? What's our thinking? What are we focused on? How are we feeling about it?" And you know, we knew that we would have what we wanted. Mm-hmm. But there was also a distrust. There was a feeling inside that like, I didn't have what I wanted. There was the conflict, Mm. right? There was the conflict. And so when we realized, okay, we're just gonna back up and and let it go. And so we both did a little ceremony, right? Where we got really clear on what we wanted, on the ranch we wanted, and we put it out in our future timeline and we let it go. Mm. And we trusted and we felt that it was so, we knew it was so, and we let go of time. We let go of the illusion of time idea Mm -hmm. of time and we just trusted that it is so Mm -hmm. and that was it and we didn't think about it anymore and then literally men you know we had to move to austin Mm -hmm. because we got called to austin so we moved to austin spent a year and a half in austin and then we had to move to austin for me to meet the woman who owned the ranch that we would ultimately buy in austin (laughs) and and it literally fell in our laps Mm -hmm. but we had no attachment to it we just had complete trust and certainty that we knew it would come and so, and that's, that's really what's so important, I think, right? When, is this idea of attachment. Attachment, in my experience, mm-hmm. and, and most people I've worked with, right? Attachment is all the emotional attachment, right? It's, there's always a sense of lack, like I'm going to lose it or I don't have it, right? Mm-hmm. But when we move into that place of certainty, internal confidence, trust, and belief that it is so and we let go of it and we you know if you have spiritual beliefs for me i do i trust that the creator the the you know all father all mother the the mother loving the loving father and mother aspects Mm -hmm. of god are going to bring to me the truest and purest of my heart's desires Mm -hmm. and all i have to do is put them out there and trust and and when i can do that it works yes most definitely it what I find fascinating about what
0: you're saying is obviously this is stuff that I teach as well. Oh, sure. And what, what really happened for me when I started learning an LP from you mm-hmm. is it, it was a totally different perspective than I had originally learned it as, uh, the, the original learning was amazing, but when you brought it to my attention, I really understood what it meant to focus on what you want yeah. and what that actually entailed. Because what I've noticed over the years is that in terms of our focus, when i teach gratitude for example mm-hmm. i don't teach gratitude because i think it's the right thing to do or because i think it makes a person morally superior than others <laughs> <laughs> which is how some people might you sure. know tote you know gratitude and yeah, you know when talking about it i teach it because it's my preferred way to live because i notice that when i'm grateful for what i have i get more of what i actually want in different ways and in bigger amounts and more abundance versus when i complain yeah. i notice that the universe says oh you enjoy complaining. Let me give you more to complain about
1: because it's a focus on what I don't want. A hundred percent. That's the truth, right? The, mm-hmm. the universe responds exactly to what we put out. Mm-hmm. It gives us what we put out. Yeah. And so when we give gratitude, when we're in gratitude, then the universe responds with more. Mm-hmm. But when we're in, compl- see, complaining is, is attachment. Mm-hmm. Complaining is lack. Mm-hmm. You know, something's wrong. So the universe just goes, okay, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So let me show you wrong. Yeah, let me show you wrong for you, and that's the that's a beautiful thing, right? Like, uh, I mean, we I've been a student of Carl Jung for mm-hmm. many years, and he was not traditional NLP, and and we don't teach we teach traditional NLP, and we teach not traditional NLP, mm-hmm. as you know, mm-hmm. right? Part of what drew you to to me and us and created our friendship, mm-hmm. um, but but Carl Jung said that perception is projection, mm-hmm. as you know, right? We only perceive outside of us what is inside of us Mm. right so if we're if we're in a state of lack doubt distrust worry anxiety fear then we perceive situations outside of us that reflect that back to us as true Mm -hmm. so that's why i mean he also said something he said he who looks out dreams he who looks in (laughs) awakens You know and and i've been uh, for 20 years on a path of awakening of internal work right not just for self though for others mm-hmm. at first it was for self because when i started my journey i was in a pretty bad place in mm-hmm. a pretty dark hurting painful place so mm-hmm. i desperately needed to focus on self and creating a relationship with my creator that would begin to heal me and start the journey of healing but as soon as i could and it didn't take long within a year i started being able to give away what i was getting right Mm -hmm. because it's not we don't we don't live unless you choose the path of hermitage and go into the monastic life and go into a cave or a hut or something and choose to seek god in in complete isolation most people don't but a few do around the Mm -hmm. world right but most of us we live our lives in the world with people Mm -hmm. and so we we have a I think as we do our internal work, we have a responsibility and obligation Mm -hmm. to contribute to others, right? To help others to find their own peace, their own happiness, their own joy, their own abundance, their own prosperity, have their own healing, Mm -hmm. right? So I learned that early on because I, 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 you know, um, I was blessed to have good teachers who showed me the way, Mm -hmm. showed me a way. Mm -hmm. That was a way for me. And. Um, And learn and taught me to, you know, sure, after I turn within and start gathering resources within, then go out and share Mm -hmm. like the spirit of service. Service is not service to me is a profound spiritual principle, Mm -hmm. meaning like once I'm in relationship with the divine once i'm in a relationship with the true nature of myself even if it's partial Mm -hmm. then i have a responsibility to go out and give it away right Mm -hmm. i go out and help people serve others Mm -hmm. and that comes from that's a reflection of what i do within myself so as i cultivate that relationship with god if you will or or however you want to call spirit um then i get to go share it with others so they uniquely can have their own experience
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you're transmitting the code of what you're experiencing hundred percent and one thing that I love that you brought up is this idea of Carl Jung speaking about perception as projection, essentially looking at the outside world as though it's a mirror of the inside world. There you go. And one of the most important things that I've learned from you is this idea that we make decisions from one of two places. We either make them looking to the outside for permission to make that decision mm-hmm. or we're looking from within. So can you speak to that? For a I can.
1: Um, I love this conversation. Thank you for asking this question. You know, it's, And I didn't notice this until starting to train a lot of people. And I would watch and observe individuals. Um, And there were there's a smaller majority of one type and then a larger majority of the other type, right? Mm -hmm. So um, or percentages. And the larger percentage that I notice in people is individuals who look externally for criteria to make an internal decision. They look for the world outside to say, OK, so it's like, OK, well, the timing's got to be right. The money's got to be right. This person's got to say, like, the, the, the boss has got to give me time off and or the, the, the co-parent I'm working with has to say it's OK for me to take time. And then because then you know why? In all those cases, they don't trust. Mm-hmm. They don't believe that they can have what they want without some external criterias mm-hmm. or criteria or criterias being met for them to make an internal decision and mm-hmm. that's and and so what i see often are those people not get what they want mm-hmm. because in, invariably they don't trust and they don't believe so the projection shows back up to them and one of those things they need to meet a criteria to make a decision ends up not meeting the criteria right mm-hmm. so then they go oh i can't do it i can't change my life mm-hmm. i can't heal i can't do my work now i got to put it off till later mm-hmm. and, and that, i mean it's it, to me it's it's a tragedy for people to put off their work, mm-hmm. right? Like once it shows up to you as an opportunity, the universe is knocking. Yeah. If the opportunity for you to like if you listen to this podcast and you and there's some little thing in you that goes, "Man, I need to do some inner work. I need to change. I need to heal." Mm-hmm. If that knock is there, even in 1 degree, the the the, the faith of a mustard seed, right? Even mm-hmm. in the tiny bits there, then listen, pay mm-hmm. attention. And so the other group are the people who go they they don't care about external criteria. They actually go, "You know what? I want this. Mm-hmm. I want to change. I want to I want to get the money. I want to get the relationship. I want to get the healing. I want to create the mission. I want to fulfill the lot, the mission. And they say, I'm doing it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And what I see, and I mean 100% of the time, when people make this decision internally to follow their heart and to go for what they want, to follow their passion, that the universe aligns and conspires to support them. Every I've seen time. it over and you've seen it over and over again. Man, oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Things show up. I mean, we've had... We've had students who enrolled in a training who literally enrolled a day before, two days before, who a week before, two weeks before, had no idea how they could do it. And they made a decision saying, I'm going to do it. And then the money shows up Mm -hmm. or their boss says, you can take the time off. Right. And this happens over and over again because they decided internally that this is what I want and become congruent with it. Mm -hmm. And when they do the universe in this magical way, conspires, just shows up, it shows up.
0: And it's happened every time like that for me, because I remember at the time that you shared that with me. It was during a season where, like, I couldn't give coaching away for free if I tried. Like, 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 like it was yeah. it was a rough time. I've, I've been through from, one. Yeah, yeah for, in business. And I remember you shared with me your, your experience of that as yeah. well. And what I found fascinating about it is when you shared that with me, the way that I interpreted it was, okay, so if I put it really, like, simple and basic to myself, if the outside is a mirror for mm-hmm. the inside... Mm-hmm if I have an uncertainty about a decision and I'm looking outside for external criteria, essentially what's going to happen is I'm actually going to notice the evidence that represents the internal uncertainty within go. me. Yeah. But if I do the opposite and I create the internal certainty by just having faith and trust that this is the decision for me because yeah. inspiration spoke to me, then in that moment, I will start to notice the evidence that shows me how to make it happen.
1: It's funny how that works. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Every time. Every time. Like clockwork.
1: Every time. You know, and that's, that's what i mean we're doing right we mm-hmm. want we want to ins- we're inspiring people to to trust themselves mm-hmm. to to look inside and to trust you know there's a zen saying say so leap, leap in the net will appear right mm-hmm. and yeah and, and leaping's a hard freaking thing to do sometimes oh, yeah. it is man but you know there's also this to me it's about having faith and trust i mean trust has been a huge part of my journey of healing you know mm-hmm. trusting learning to trust in myself and my creator and my fellow brother and sister mm-hmm. right and that's not been an easy thing to do mm-hmm. man it's taken a lot of work right Getting to a place to where i just trust internally that i'm okay mm-hmm. and that i'm going to allow the universe to provide for me what i want because i you know i i have i i mean I, i'd like to think of myself as a good person and mm-hmm. i have a good heart and i care about myself and others and mm-hmm. so i'm not. I'm out to do good things in the mm-hmm. world and provide value to the world, right? And mm-hmm. to make the world a better place. And i leave it, I mean, we have a friend, Dr. Dan, right? He mm-hmm. says, you know, at the end of your life, will the universe know you mattered? Will the universe know you were here? Such and a powerful question. It is a powerful question, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Because I think about it and I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely, the universe, when I leave this life, the universe will be able to say, yeah, Scott Jackson, you were here. Mm-hmm. You, you made an impact, you mm-hmm. cared. You played a bigger game right and mm-hmm. and so that's what it's about to me i mean we go through phases i mean at a point in our life success is important money's important relationships are important mm-hmm. material things are mm-hmm. important the watches the cars and all that stuff sure we go through that but that's not that's not the summit mm-hmm. that's not the place right it's just a journey it's a part of the the journey Mm -hmm. to the destination yeah. part of the development it is
0: it's it's interesting because when i think about business i i would love to hear your your take on this because sometimes i notice that people make this comparison or they make this uh kind of thought come up or this story in their mind that if they're going to take a spiritual path Mm -hmm. that means they renounce a materialistic or a business path sure assuming that they mean that the same thing like this equals that and what i find really interesting about that something that i learned in in our you know work together mm-hmm. is this idea that in order to actually develop yourself spiritually it is important to understand how to create the energy of money and material wealth 100% and the way that i've seen it like i did this episode where i did this whole series on the zen stoic rendition of oh. the eightfold path and when i talked about integral livelihood mm-hmm. what was interesting about that is the way i defined it is Money is a symbol of value. It's our representation of value. It's sure. a crystallized form of value that allows us to trade and obtain things that will help us meet our needs. And of course, all business is just solving problems. And a problem is defined as an unmet need. And so okay. being that, that's the case. We have these needs as human beings, mm-hmm. being the temporary sensitive creatures that we are. Sure. <laughs> we have to continuously repeat these needs. So when we go out to solve a problem that comes to us as an entrepreneur, as mm-hmm. somebody who wants to make some kind of a positive impact the market essentially is voting with their dollars to let us know whether or not we're hitting the mark and whether or not we're actually doing what we're made for sure. and that feedback allows us to 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 get better to actually find ourselves because for me in the beginning like for the first 2 years of my coaching career it was free coaching because mm-hmm. i had no idea sure. <laughs> what people actually even wanted yeah. so what what is the importance of somebody learning to create the energy of material wealth as as a part of their their path
1: of ascension? Man, what a great question. Well, you know, there is it is what you said in the beginning is important that it is not uncommon that as people take a spiritual path that they there can be this idea of renunciation of material or this idea that material is bad, mm-hmm. money is bad or greed, you mm-hmm. know, gets associated with it. And, and sure greed is, I mean, it's one of the seven deadly sins, right? It's a, a, it, it can be a thing for people and it can cause problems for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of, so for me, it's like this, everything, there's no fraction of an inch in the universe that god is not so everything is here and money in and of itself has no real meaning mm-hmm. just like any, nothing else does mm-hmm. right the meaning gets placed on it by the perceiver of it right mm-hmm. so the individual so like you have a very beautiful relationship to money and energy of money now Mm -hmm. as what I I think I do too. Mm -hmm. So the idea that, that I would reject money Mm -hmm. or physical, you know, wealth or material things is literally a stopping point in our evolution. We Mm -hmm. can't evolve if we're rejecting something Mm -hmm. that, that rejection, as you know, this through learning values levels and evolution of consciousness that, anything we're rejecting Mm -hmm. is actually something tied up in us. And, and actually like a, it's almost like I see it like that, which we reject, which we say is, oh, that's, that's not me, or Mm -hmm. I don't want that, or that's terrible, or that's bad, or that's whatever, then that's actually like, I see these cords that Mm -hmm. anchor us to the past, right from Mm -hmm. that thing. So in, in, in accepting that, like a higher if what meaning you want to place on money, right if you want to place it on the meaning like okay money is an energy of exchange mm-hmm. to get value right of mm-hmm. something that i need for my life to make my life better or others lives to mm-hmm. make theirs lives better right mm-hmm. i mean there's a place where it's like money is just there because i just want all the shit for myself right mm-hmm. and that's a certain energy but mm-hmm. it's more Mm self-centered right and that runs its course and someone can make a lot of money from that i did and Mm -hmm. a lot of other people i know have but then at a certain point we kind of go well what's the purpose in all Mm -hmm. this right like if i'm not sharing it if i'm not giving it away if i'm not producing value in the world with it, right? If I'm not like I make money to actually sure to take care of my human needs, my Mm -hmm. base needs, pay my bills, pay the mortgage, Mm -hmm. make sure we have the food we want and the investments in our health and those things that we want, of course, but also Do I do I want to take that money and be able to give it away? Do I want Mm -hmm. to take it and contribute it to whether it be programs or processes or products that I create? And Mm -hmm. also, uh, do I want to give it in charitable ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like we live on an Indian reservation. We Mm -hmm. we want to contribute to the reservation. We want to contribute to to the neighboring Blackfoot reservation. Right. Mm -hmm. We want to we want to contribute in ways with money that actually contributes to people who could use some assistance right now. Mm -hmm. They're at a different place in their evolution. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we can add value to our communities with it if if we choose to make it valuable in that way mm-hmm. so for me it's like um money is is a a, a profound energy mm-hmm. right that when my intention because everything's about intention when my intention is to use that money to expand my life my wife's life the mm-hmm. lives of others to contribute to make their lives better to give give, give, what happens is then more money comes, Mm -hmm. right? In my experience, because yeah, all of our needs are met and that comes from a place of trust as well. Yeah, all my needs are met. Everything Mm -hmm. we need is taken care of. We couldn't see how to, uh, I mean, Mandorla was the biggest, our ranch was the biggest purchase we'd ever made, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't have the liquid to do it, yet we trusted that we would have it. It came to us in a very beautiful way, mm-hmm. in a very perfect time, right? But Mandorla is not for us. Yeah, it's our home. Mm -hmm. and it's for others you've been there twice now right i mean it's a place of healing respite sanctuary Mm -hmm. evolution expansion it's a profound place but that's for others right we knew right away when the night we closed like this was a we had a responsibility yeah we're owners of it Mm -hmm. right but not really we're more stewards of it right Mm -hmm. we have a responsibility to stewardship so that's the thing that joni and i talk about that a lot like what do we have to do to be great stewards of money right Mm -hmm. like to have a responsibility to money to where we use it in a good way for good things not unconsciously and blindly but but selflessly Mm -hmm. and uh, in an honorable way and intentionally and in a very intentional way yeah yeah i I love that you brought up mandorla because it was actually what i was going to
0: ask you about next which is like what is what does mandorla mean to you like what is what is your vision and your intention with it because i know it's It's a very significant part of your life
1: now. Oh, wow. Um, Well, Mandorla is a, so it's a sacred geometrical symbol uh, between like uh, tension and peace, Mm -hmm. right? And it's a place where we can go internal to sit and hold peace. Mm. This place in between the place Mm -hmm. inside. And and so that's kind of the spiritual meaning of Mandorla. But for us, what it is is it's um when we we knew for years we wanted a retreat center and a healing center in Montana, and but we didn't know exactly what it looked like. And mm-hmm. so we just trusted that was that intention. It was put out mm-hmm. there, right? And then and Mandorla came to us and the way we could do a whole podcast just on the story of how it showed up. It's a little oh, yeah. beautiful <laughs> of a story. I mean, you know the story, but it's incredible. Um and and then when we got there, finally, we closed last July. We we actually moved there in October of last year. Mm-hmm. And when we did, um, Joni and I kept going, you know, Johnny kept asking, well, maybe we should do this type of retreat. Maybe we should do this type of retreat. Maybe we should do this kind of thing. And and so I was just like, no, baby, I don't think that's it just yet. I thought, let's just sit and wait. Let's sit and be still, and we're going to know. And then um, earlier this year, my father transitioned, as you know, back in March, mm-hmm. and um it which created a catalytic unfolding of evolution and ascension for me personally mm-hmm. um i've been i've done a lot of work with men over the years worked with over a thousand men one-on-one and, and spoken with a lots of them, especially in the space of recovery because i did mm-hmm. about 12 years of work in the recovery space r- from alcohol and drugs and mm-hmm. um but I've known in my heart that I had more work to do with men and Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what it was. So I've I've learned to wait and be patient, Mm -hmm. right? When something can be brewing within me, Mm -hmm. I don't have to know until I know. Mm -hmm. And that's part of that trust, right? Just letting things unfold and kind of bake in the oven until Mm -hmm. they come clear. There's one thing I know about myself is when I try to force anything, Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's hard when I, my That's human right. design is I'm a generator and mm-hmm. I just need to set my intention and take action towards mm-hmm. that intention and respond when the universe sends me the signs that mm-hmm. are in alignment with the intention and then just kind of let everything else go. Yes. But when I try to, and you know that, so if mm-hmm. I try to force it though, it, it it's just like we tried to force those six places mm-hmm. in COVID, right? It's just nothing worked, mm-hmm. nothing worked because I was not in my design. I was not being the way I'm designed to be. Mm-hmm. So when we let go and just trusted, it, it came to us. So, anyways, um when my father's passing, I it which was my father and I had we did a lot of work over the years for healing. We had a very hard relationship as as a child and as a teenager with him. It was hard, it was violent, it was abusive, it was times it was loving, mm. times it was very the opposite of loving. So I got really confused about what love is about what being a man is about what masculinity is about how to treat women because mm-hmm. i learned a lot of things from my dad most mm-hmm. everything i modeled him in nlp we got we this thing called modeling as mm-hmm. you know right like i i was conditioned by him and i modeled his behavior really well and for bad and good mm-hmm. and um Learned lots of great things from him, from a work ethic and, you know, diligence, perseverance, um, like being unstoppable. Mm -hmm. I I developed those qualities from him, but also a lot of shadow qualities around um, uh, just being abusive Mm -hmm. to people in the way that I spoke, in the way that I transmitted energy and emotion and even physical Mm -hmm. abuse. I was just a hard, tough person Mm because I grew up in a hard, tough environment with a hard, tough dad. Mm and and so when but him and i did a lot of healing work over the past 10 years especially and then he unexpectedly um had a got a brain tumor in early this year and then within a couple months was gone Mm -hmm. it was a really violent aggressive thing but i got the blessing of being with him and holding him and taking care of him and my mother my sister and the whole family i like kind of assumed this patriarchal leadership Mm -hmm. role in the family and where he Kind of moved out of that role, mm-hmm. and I assumed it, but in a much higher and vibrational way. Mm-hmm. And and when my dad left, and I literally like my dad, I was holding my dad as he left his body. Like I was with him when he died, and mm-hmm. um, and praying over him and loving him and. And it was a profound experience of healing for me and of ascension for me. Mm -hmm. And and in the in the transitioning of my dad, what occurred? And I learned this from from Dr. Mark Gaffney, um, I was able to move out of the pathology of the relation. That means like the relationship in the 3D that we had, the love, Mm -hmm. the abuse, the hard times, the wounding, all of that. As my father left, he actually ascended out of his body and into spirit and, and in so doing, I had a profound healing and transformation where all of those wounds that were still residual or old stories or anything that there were, me and my dad, all, we could say karmically cleared, they healed, they Mm -hmm. turned from dark to light shadow was St. Stephen says that the light transmutes all that is dark and the darkness that was left there got transmuted with light as he left. And, i literally experienced myself ascend into you know i've worked with the king warrior magician lover for a while and Mm -hmm. i've worked with i've been for a while i've been thinking about what's the new how do we usher in the new paradigm of masculinity how do we how do we heal the masculine form Mm -hmm. and and move from such a hard old paradigm of masculinity into a new loving powerful incredible Mm -hmm supportive, loving leadership form of masculinity that works in like a Mobius flow with mm-hmm. the feminine form, right? With the feminine, with the, the, the goddesses in our world and which are everywhere. Mm. Uh, you have one, I have one, <laughs> you know, we know. And, um, and, and in that I experienced myself as saying ascend into a, a kingship, mm-hmm. like I experienced like the boy psychology within me integrate. I experience. I've done a lot of inner child work over the past 14 years but i experienced Mm -hmm. that little boy like totally heal and -hmm. become uh, almost sovereign in his own way Mm -hmm. and elements of the shadow aspects of my boy psychology just integrated and spiraled into this light of the king and and so since then it's been a profound i mean you've been we've been close in this so it's been a profound shift for me so back to mandorla Part of the work we're going to be doing at Mandorla is I'm going to be doing some men's work, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be working on this. um, I mean, I've got a book that we're working on. I might Mm -hmm. say the title of it right now, but you know the title. Mm -hmm. And that's on um, bringing in, ushering in the new age of masculinity. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're going to start doing some men's workshops some small men's workshops and uh, we're going to create some opportunities for men to heal the wounds not only with their fathers mm-hmm. but with their mothers mm-hmm. because i realized we we after my father left i realized i had a deep wound with my mother that had been overshadowed by the presence of my father and so now for the past few months i've been deep in the work around yes. healing the wound of the mother and the wound of the divine mother and creating a new relationship to the feminine which has been found for me so that's that's part of the work we're doing at mandorla joni's going to be doing her own work there with working with the feminine Mm -hmm. also with uh equine therapy because joni Mm -hmm. is a channel as you know and Mm -hmm. she's a powerful powerful healer Mm -hmm. and um and she's an oracle right she is her gifts came online two years ago and they are just getting profoundly effective and she's Mm -hmm. getting clearer and clearer on a daily basis and, Mm -hmm. and being able to interpret Cleanly, what's coming from spirit through to her for others mm-hmm. as you've been, the, you've been the, the gift and the recipient oh, of yeah. some of her beautiful channeling. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so she, in her own way, it's like, we both are finding our sovereignty and our autonomy. And I think I'll be working with men. She'll be working with women and we're going to bring those together. Mm-hmm. Right. In in the healing and the ascension of the female and the male form. Yes. Uh, Cause I, I mean, I got in, th- I started training NLP for one, purpose and i've told you this for the mm. evolution of consciousness on mm-hmm. the planet but i always knew in my heart that there was something bigger coming yes. i just didn't know what it was and so that was again that thing of trusting and mm-hmm. trusting and trusting and even my spiritual teacher Munishwarji, said to me about four years ago he said i want you to be open the possibility that nlp is just a stepping stone for you to what's next because there's something bigger coming mm-hmm. and nlp is going to inform you mm-hmm. in what you're doing on a higher level that's right and that's what's evolving now because mandorla that's that's we we believe that the the, the whole self right mm-hmm that we are we are a spiritual body we're a mental body we're an emotional body we're a physical body those are the bodies that make up the whole self of the human being of course we could chunk that down or get more specific say, okay we got energetic and astral bodies and mm-hmm. all that but we'll just keep it kind of simple with those four but mandorla is the place where we're i mean we're gonna do a lot virtually mm-hmm. and plus a lot personally as well as we grow the land and build a, a retreats uh, build the actual um, uh event center on Mm -hmm. the land and the equestrian building on the land and more lodging on the land because we've got a lot to do Mm -hmm. there Um, but we're going to do a lot um, i think virtually to share these messages out where i'm working with men where joni's working with women and sharing our gifts that way and also bringing them together in kind of a community because we are Mm -hmm. launching a mystery school that Mm -hmm. i've been initiated to do through an ancient spiritual lineage i've been a part of for about 15 years and so we're launching the mandorilla mystery school um, I mean, it's already underway. It's been formed. We just haven't. Mm-hmm. We did the first uh, gathering of the community when you were there for our birth for my birthday mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then we're going to start, you know, broadcasting that out wide because that's a, a so non- exciting, right? Yeah, <laughs> man, I mean, that's a nonprofit. That's mm-hmm. where we share the message, where we share spiritual teachings, where mm-hmm. we share messages of love, depth, weight, hope, mm-hmm. right, connection, integration, bringing people together mm-hmm. in a in a conversation that that honors all paths. That honors everyone on their path and and one fundamental belief we have at mandorla is that the if we're on the path right like if we're on a true path to ascension a true path to evolution to awakening then that path will never be exclusive or forbidding it'll be all inclusive hmm. That's a fundamental belief we have that it's all the realm of the spirit is all inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding. So we want to we're, we're really committed to creating a community that honors people of past Buddhist path, Hindu mm-hmm. path, Sufi path, Hasidic path, Christian mm-hmm. path, mm-hmm. atheist path, agnostic path. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever the path is, man, like we honor you and respect you. And as long as as you can find a way to, and this is where NLP and they learn how to think becomes Because when we can develop, we you know, we say this in NLP, we have this idea of behavioral flexibility. Mm-hmm. The more flexibility we can create in our thinking, the more that actually lends itself to us being able to honor other people's paths mm-hmm. and respect their, their paths and their model of the world, even if it's not our path. Mm-hmm. And when we can do that, I mean, we have so much division in the world, right? Mm-hmm. We have so much conflict. So much problems left, right, black, white, color, Mm -hmm. non-color, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Democrat, Republican, I Mm -hmm. mean, there's just so many, you know, East, West. There's Mm -hmm. so many dichotomies. There's so much polarism. And and right now we're in a mushrooming of consciousness. We're in a place where so many people are waking up, wanting to wake up, wanting Mm -hmm. to connect, wanting to evolve. Right. And so we have a responsibility as as conscious healers, teachers in the world to to respect and honor people's paths right and Mm -hmm. to and to assist someone if they're in the exclusive and the forbidding to Mm -hmm. create conversations and opportunities that hopefully give them the ability to think outside of the box that they're in that's exclusive or forbidding and become more flexible and open to see like we you know we have the saying respect everybody's model of the world doesn't mean you have to agree with it Mm -hmm. right i'm not gonna respect i'm not gonna agree with everyone's model of the world some people have some pretty Yeah. Wonky models of the world. A little
0: wonky, a little out there, a little
1: out there that could cause harm to others Mm -hmm. or be dark or shadow based. And that's like, okay, but can I respect that? Because if I can respect your model of the world, no matter what it is, then I can have a conversation with you. That's right. And that conversation can be disarming. Mm -hmm. And as we can disarm people and we can start to pull off the armor, Mm -hmm. right? Then we can open up to actually receive. Yes, And so we got, and that's why learning how to, and we say this all the time in NLP, conscious communication, right? Mm-hmm. The conscious use of language, learning how to use language consciously. I mean, we're starting to get involved right now with the we're working with, um, we're in the very initial talks, right? This minute of, of getting involved with a very important group of oncologists who are kind of out of the box thinking oncologists but actually bringing to them the conversation around language as a healing tool Mm. and how to teach medical professionals how to use language in a way that actually supports the healing of their patients rather than the the limited outcome of of you know, serious prognosis disease, Mm -hmm. right. But still being able to inspire hope, trust, faith, belief so that someone can go through disease. And even if they do have to go to end of life, right. To go through it in a good way, in a conscious way, Mm -hmm. in a loving way, in a powerful way, or to more importantly, help people be able to heal. And so we're, we're really excited about that opportunity. So, you know, so Mandorla is about this opportunity for us to share i mean i know it sounds kind of woo woo man but just to share the light right Mm -hmm. to share light to share love to to bring people together and to cause healing because Mm -hmm. on the path if we really want to wake up we we've got to be willing to go into our shadow we got to be willing to go into our wounds we got to be willing to do the healing that assists us in ascending Mm -hmm. into higher states of consciousness and now we uh, have more of an opportunity than we've ever had. I mean, right now, consciousness is accelerating. We're, we're in an incredible, we've, we're in a time that humanity's never been in mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And there's no time for waiting anymore. Like we need as many people learning effective tools and skills to be able to assist themselves and others in healing, mm-hmm. transmutation and ascension right now. Because we're, I mean, this is a very important time in humanity. We've got the transhumanist. Mm -hmm. thing happening right now Mm -hmm. we've got AI and not that AI is a bad thing right Mm -hmm. yet it could be Mm -hmm. it could be but it also can be a good thing right yes it it can be a great thing if used consciously and intentionally I'd say it all comes down to that is that intentionality and I, I
0: think what's what's interesting about what you're talking about in the sense of respecting other people's model of the world and having the behavioral flexibility to be able to Not necessarily agree with what they're saying but respect the fact that they have a model of the world they have a unique perspective to offer and i think that's really important because when i think about this idea recently what has been discovered in zen stoic philosophy Mm -hmm. is uh, the fifth intention and delusion which Mm -hmm. is the intention of unity and the delusion of separation which was discovered (laughs) by our mutual friend gabe hansel yep and I think it's fascinating because in order for us to truly uh, experience that type of awakening, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen through separation and yep. through making others separate or different from you. It's yep. from finding the commonality, finding Agreed. the universal truths that exist within us. 100%. And by aligning with that, then we're able to to build. And Agreed. so that, that's why I love your, your philosophy of one summit many paths (laughs) it's it's a a, because it allows all those different models of the world to come together and it's based on intention it is and what i think is interesting is that when we go into separation we can get overly fixated on mechanism on how to carry out our truths and Mm. like really get lost in the weeds of that and this you know it segues us into a really important learning that Mm. i've received from you which is this idea of intention versus mechanism
1: Mm. is that
0: something that you can speak to yeah
1: i I can it's um i mean what you know if you take an equation right like we've taught we teach it in our trainings right if you take um intention plus mechanism Mm -hmm. equals results Mm -hmm. we always ask well how much what's the percentage of intention Mm -hmm. and what's the percentage of mechanism that when they're added cumulatively make results Or give us results. And and everyone is always, well, it's 60, 40, Mm -hmm. it's 90, 10, it's 80, 20, or it's 85, 15, or whatever. Usually leaning heavily towards intention, Mm -hmm. right? And then the other towards mechanism. And I go, yeah, 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 all good guesses and, and, right? No, Mm -hmm. no, no. It's a trick question Mm -hmm. because it's 100% intention. It's 100% intention, right? Mm -hmm. They're actually, mechanism is just mechanism. Like, we can get at a goal Mm -hmm. with all kinds of different paths, right? Mm -hmm. But if the intention is to create that, Mm -hmm. if the intention is to manifest that, to do that thing, Mm -hmm. and the intention is 100% uncertain, just like with creating Mandorla, right? Mm -hmm. With manifesting Mandorla, the intention was 100% uncertain. The mechanisms we were trying when we were focused on mechanism weren't working. Mm -hmm. When we let go and focused solely on the intention and trusted, the mechanism showed up and it mm-hmm. showed up in a way we could have never imagined. Right. But mm-hmm. we had to be surrendered to that. So and this is hard for people because we often think it is the mechanism. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the way I do it. It's the way I build the funnel or it's the way I write the copy or it's the way mm-hmm. I, I I build the program and, mm-hmm. and all that yeah they're all effective or not effective we those are things that give us feedback right mm-hmm. we say in nlp there is no failure there's only feedback right mm-hmm. see if we deploy a new mech, if we've got 100 percent intentionality then we're not attached to the mechanism mm-hmm. we'll run and you've done this right i've watched you over and over run a mechanism for a while and go, it doesn't work and then you change it you mm-hmm. tweak it you're brilliant at this right you're brilliant <laughs> at modifying editing tweaking things to actually get the results you want in real time right it's mm-hmm. one of the things i love about you and admire about you how good you are at it and it's a true gift but it's I, you don't have a attachment to mechanism right Mm -hmm. you're like okay i know we're going to create i know what we're going to do i know what we're bringing to the world i mean that's like with what we're co-creating right now that we're going to launch in 2024 which we can't talk about right right now (laughs) it's on its way (laughs) we're going to tell you in january something very special is coming um and you know but but we're clear on our intention in that right and Mm -hmm. we're we're working through mechanism right now together Mm -hmm. as a team aren't we and and we're not attached to it right we Mm -hmm. have collaborative caring supportive meetings where we connect and we talk through ideas and we go, yeah, that idea is great. And then we we try working on it. You know, and it's like that's the stuff of creation because we're not really attached to mechanism, are we? Mm-hmm. We know the intention's clear. We already know the results in the timeline and that's happening. Mm -hmm. But we have no attachment to the mechanism. So as we, I mean, how many times have we changed the process already? every meeting there's tweaks, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, take that out, put that in. Mm Let's add this. Oh, look what just came up. It's a new idea. Mm -hmm. Drop it in. Oh, that feels good. Let's go with that, right? Yes. And so it's like this kind of fluid, moving, growing, evolving thing, but we're not attached to it. Mm -hmm. And we have behavioral flexibility and we have care, compassion, love for each other. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, yeah, so this is really important. So as we can, I think it's important for us, right? Like a, a Guruji, my my teacher, has always mm. said he said, call him a spiritual name, obviously, but he always said, you know, the most important thing you can do with your day every day is just set like your intention. Mm -hmm. The most important thing, and this is by one of the most powerful beings I know, Mm -hmm. one of two people who was able to all my life look at me and only see my light, no matter what shadow Mm -hmm. or what pain or what hurt was there, but just to see my light, my love, my truth, and to always project that back to me because that's all he could see in himself, Mm -hmm. right? Perception is projection. But he always would say to me you know your intention is the most important thing you can do so yes. over and over he would teach that to me until it finally just landed in me right mm-hmm. oh i i, I always love that
0: and recently i was a friend of mine was asking me how i like what it was like before i called in my partner that's now my girlfriend and what's interesting is there's a lot of this talk in relationship spaces from different coaches they're like oh make a list of everything that you want be sure. very very specific and all this true and i did that and i called in a partner previously that was everything on the list and it was you know a train wreck
1: <laughs> right because there was lots of stuff you didn't know you didn't know that correct on the list, right? yes
0: and what was interesting is that when you make the list you are attached to form yep when you set the intention you are instead cr- making everything based on essence rather go. than form isn't that beautiful it's oh and it completely changed everything because I wasn't specific at all on form or what Mm -hmm. it needed to be when I was Mm -hmm. you know calling in my my current girlfriend I was really focused on the essence of what that was it was all intention it wasn't like she didn't have to be any specific thing that was Mm -hmm. on a bulleted list it was Mm -hmm. about the essence of the connection that we had yeah or that we that we have and that we're building so I think what's what's fascinating about that is it reminds me of one more thing that I wanted to ask you about which is this idea of of the essence of of who we are right we are not the roles that we play we're mm. not the identities that we put out there and i remember you you shared with me a really really powerful teaching once when i was going through a challenge where i was i was where i was wearing multiple hats in mm-hmm. in this particular challenge and i was playing multiple different roles and you reminded me that i wasn't any of the roles and that it was okay to play the roles but not to be asleep in the roles there you go so i would love to 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 talk about this as one of our final topics before we wrap up what what does that mean essentially
1: that you're not the roles okay this is great so now this is work i've been doing for a long time since 2006 when i really started doing an inventory process that i called um theater of the lie Mm -hmm. and so if you imagine a stage in a theater Mm -hmm. and on the stage are our different roles mm-hmm. so the husband mm-hmm. the employee one of mine was rambo mm-hmm. right i had a role called rambo and he was just like a bad motherfucker right He want to destroy everything <laughs> that's right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah so i had rambo for sure um uh the oh the the lover you know, the, 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 the amazing lover um the um the father mm-hmm. right the son mm-hmm. the brother mm-hmm. all of these were roles right Now, here's a question I started to sit with myself with years ago. Do I exist without the role? And I would do a meditation process where I would go through and I would meditate for hours where I would literally go, okay, if I'm, if I'm not a man, do I still exist? Mm -hmm. The answer was yes. If I'm not a father, do I still exist? Yes. If I'm not a son, do I still exist? Mm -hmm. Yes. If I'm not the Rambo, Mm -hmm. do I still exist? Um, if I'm not you know a superhero, uh, do I still exist? All, all these questions were always a yes. so that I started so you said essence, right? Mm-hmm. So I started to come back to, well, who am I?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm something more than all of those. That's right. The truth is I can't with my conscious mind divine define who I am. My conscious mind can only really define what's finite. But what I found through this process was that I am not finite mm-hmm. and the roles are finite. So I call the roles egoic roles. Mm-hmm. They're roles I assign myself based on life conditions. So think about this: Have you ever been in a relationship that you loved the woman, but it was going badly, and you knew the end was coming? Mm-hmm. Did you get scared, frantic, worried, try to control, manipulate? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's because you believe you were the role. You believe you were the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And if you believe, what does the boyfriend have to have to exist? Girlfriend. Yep. And if the girlfriend's gonna go away, then the role is threatened. Mm -hmm. The egoic identity is threatened. When we realize we're not the role, that we are something profoundly more than Mm -hmm. any role, then we can choose to be in the role consciously, intentionally, and play and have fun in the role. Mm -hmm. We can even go, yeah, I'm being Rambo right now, Mm -hmm. but I'm not Rambo. Mm -hmm. I'm being... Rico Suave right now. (laughs) But it's not who I am. That's right. It's not who I am. It's a fucking role Mm -hmm. that I've made up, right? Mm -hmm. And so this process, and so that's why I call the theater of the lie because there are all these different roles Mm -hmm. that I assign myself and I get on the stage in the theater of the lie. Now the funny thing about it is when we're really asleep, you know what we also do? Mm It's like, you know what we do? We get pissed off with the other people and the counterparts of our roles that don't do what we want. And it started, I started to realize, wow, you know what would be good if I just gave everybody in my life a script every day mm-hmm. on how they needed to react to me mm-hmm. and how they needed to respond to me and then my world would be perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> of
1: course, yeah. Cause, cause, uh, yeah, yeah. Seriously, right? Like if I could just like, if all y'all motherfuckers would just listen and follow my script, right? The world would be, be perfect fine. for all of us, uh, yes. right? We'll uh, all get what we want. No, but that's not reality, man. Mm -hmm. that's not how relationship works that's That's how relationship dies that's right right so in knowing that i am something more than the roles because the roles come and go Mm -hmm. the roles come and go you know i was the boyfriend then i was a husband Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then i consciously uncoupled from that marriage Mm -hmm. and so the husband died
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right and i let him go gracefully Mm -hmm. and i did that in a conscious and a good way and i left that marriage in a way that had so much integrity kindness love compassion support Mm-hmm. That people around were like, "How in the hell did you do that, man?" I mm-hmm. said, "Well, I was real intentional. I knew I wasn't the husband.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's right? not who I was. It was a role I assumed for a period of time. And I guess what I manifested her from a list. She mm-hmm. was twenty three or twenty four things. Mm-hmm. And then, and with Joni, my beloved, my queen, mm-hmm. right? I let go of all that. And the intention was to create a partner and my queen, mm-hmm. and to attract her to my life so that we." could live a life in partnership so that we could be two autonomous beings, Mm -hmm. but also have a third entity, which was our relationship. Mm -hmm. And that we could contribute sovereign from sovereignty and autonomy into the relationship. The things that we want to co-create together Mm -hmm. and the things that aren't aligned for us in it, they don't go in. That's right. And that's what we bring to the world. And and, and a part of my very very important intention in me being in conscious partnership with a woman, with a partner, which is Joni was that we would be up to making the world a better place together, Mm -hmm. that we would use our relationship as a vehicle for our own personal change internally Mm -hmm. and together and for others. And that was the essence and the intention of what I wanted. And and it didn't have any other thing in a list. And that's exactly what we manifested and are manifesting and growing through every single day. That's beautiful, man. I got two last questions for you. We'll wrap up.
0: The first one is, Where can people find you if they want to learn more about your work and being able to have a healing or transformative experience with what you do?
1: Well, we've been, you know, for for six months, honestly, we've been offline. So I've been working with the family and with my own personal healing. It's Mm -hmm. been a really transformational healing journey, really about eight months now. Mm -hmm. But now we're coming back online. We're getting into motion. We're going. Fast in what we're creating, the best way right now is to just to message me on Instagram at scott at scott jackson og. That's mm-hmm. the fastest way to get me. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a site that's about to launch for the mystery school mandola mystery school.com mm-hmm. That will be launching. We're getting the site built right now, so we're going to start putting up. You know, we'll, we'll have the link to our weekly community gathering that's virtual and in person. Mm-hmm. We'll start putting up links to retreats we're doing there and information for men's work, couples work. We've we've got some new stuff coming together for couples work we're going to do like little six to eight couple person eight couples work where Mm -hmm. we're going to do some really intimate transformational deep healing and expansion and heart opening work with couples together at the ranch which we're really excited to do yeah Um, but well as that comes online um that will be available so i mean right now there is a a a way to get on a list for us at Mm -hmm. mandorla ranch.com perfect but that's about to to modify that's going to evolve into the uh that will link to the mystery school as well Beautiful. as soon as we make those changes but we're in process right now awesome man yeah well
0: thank you and my last question for you sure is what does it mean to you to live a liberated
1: life uh my man I <laughs> am just drop in my heart for that one mm. It means to live life with an open heart, Mm. with a trust within myself and in my creator that's so big I can face any challenge. I can walk into any challenging situation or relationship or opportunity, and I can trust that I'm okay and that I can serve and that I can bring the best that I can bring of myself to that situation it's you know liberation and freedom are closely linked to me Mm -hmm. Uh, but liberated is i'm I'm no longer shackled to the wounds Mm -hmm. and the bondage of the past Mm -hmm. yeah there may be some shadow stuff there but i'm always intentional and conscious and open to healing it Mm -hmm. i'm open to receiving it i'm open to embracing what comes up in me the negative emotions the pain the stuff that still Pops up on the spiritual on the spiral of evolution, right? Because Mm -hmm. liberation is is courage, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm courageous, and when those things show up in me, I'm willing to face them. And just like Saint Stephen said, the light transmutes all that is dark, right? Mm -hmm. So I must be willing constantly to go into the shadow, into the aspects of myself that are not illumined yet, Mm -hmm. and be willing to embrace those, Mm -hmm. share with those transmit those right talk about it be open be vulnerable be courageous with my brothers and sisters beautiful scott thank you so much for being on the show man this was awesome you're welcome brother i love you love you thanks brother thank you